Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome everyone back to another incredible, exciting, stupendous, thought-provoking, to-the-stars podcast of the Real Film Nerds. My name is Matt, your host. As always, to my philosophical left, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. Man, to the stars. That's cool. Now, now, what does to the stars translate to in Latin, Mike? Uh, ad Astra? Nailed it. So I wonder what movie we are talking about today. Uh, are we talking about um, that movie with Hal, uh, A Space Odyssey? Or, or no. Uh, I don't know. What are we talking about, man? If our listeners guess Downton Abbey, you're right. Downton Abbey. I, I thought it was Downtown Abbey. Like, it, it, it's Downton? I don't freaking know. I didn't see the movie. It just took the box office, all right? We're talking Ad Astra. We're talking Brad Pitt. We're talking space. We're talking colonizing the moon. We're talking colonizing Mars. Oh, Okay. Ah, well, I'm I'm back on track. I know what we're talking about now. Okay, good. Instead of down Downton Abbey or Downtown Abbey or whatever the hell that other British movie that took the box office was that I have no interest in. Mike, uh, right. go ahead. Do it. Do your thing. Give us the rundown for 2019's Ad Astra. All right, so uh, this is uh, episode number 134, and we're reviewing Ad Astra, and this is directed by James Gray, written by James Gray and Ethan Gross. It's starring Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, Ruth Negra, Donald Sutherland, Liv Tyler, kind of, and... It's a uh, astronaut Roy McBride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth about his missing father and his doomed expedition that now, 30 years later, threatens the universe. All right, I'm going to bust your balls a little bit. It's Ruth Nega. N- oh, okay. And the Go only ahead. reason yeah. I'm busting your balls is because this is the first time I've seen her in a film, and I think she, well, as a larger role in a film, I guess I would say, and for those of you who are hardcore fans, comic book fans, she plays a little role in a TV show known as The Preacher. Ah, oh, I, I thought she was familiar. Yeah, she is Tulip in AMC's The Preacher, which is currently getting ready to wrap up season three. And I really enjoy that show very much. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's the last season, I believe, man. Is it? Oh, that's depressing. They're, oh gosh, dude, they push that show so freaking over the top. I just love it. It's not, again, like uh, other comic book shows that are similar in that vein, it's very over the top, but I believe the comic book is more graphic and more wild and more violent. So, to get back on topic, Mike, what did you think of Ad Astra? Um, so, I thought I was going to see a space movie. So I was I was I was pretty disappointed. Wow. Damn, that's harsh. 
uh, it's not really about space. It's space is uh, like a character kind of in it, but it's more about the character that Brad Pitt plays, uh, Roy McBride. It's more about an astronaut with daddy issues. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Well, maybe I'm glad you did not tune in to Magic 99.1 Lisa Live on Monday at 8.45 a.m. when I talked with Lisa about Ad Astra and what I thought about it because I thought the exact opposite. I enjoyed this movie very much. I liked it. Well, I mean, that that's fine. You're you're entitled to your opinion, man. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think I just expected a different movie. Oh, dude, I, I mean, thought it was great. That's probably my, my big issue. It reminded me a lot of, like, The Martian. Really? Yes. Very just kind of slow burn, kind of a man on a mission by himself kind of thing. Okay. Although... You know, I don't want to spoil too much of it because this is one that is, uh, I think they were purposely trying to do this in the trailers. It's hard to talk about this movie without spoiling it, but uh, two words come to mind. It's awesome. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more inflammation. Space pirates. (laughs) Uh, All right. All right. So... I guess there's some parts in the movie that were okay, but, you know, for this movie, I, I thought Brad Pitt did an amazing job. He's a very, very good actor. Um, you know, this is his second big movie this year. Like, he was just in uh, the Quentin Tarantino uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, you know, I guess he's just killing it, but I don't know. I, I was expecting different stuff from this movie. And I don't know. Well, should I ask what those different things are now? Or should I wait until we are in our spoilers to see what you wanted to expect out of this film? Uh, you should probably wait until uh, after after spoilers. But, um, <laughs> you know, would I recommend seeing this in the theater? I would say no. Really? But that's just me. Wow. Dude, I think this is a must-see in like an IMAX or something like that, just purely based around the cinematography. I mean, it was beautiful. There were lots of beautiful scenes in the movie, but I don't know, man. I guess it just it burned me. Wow. It must have burned you pretty hard. Now, you know, another movie that it reminds me a lot of is uh, First Man, which was earlier this year. Was it this year or was it last year? Uh, I think it was late last year. Late Um, last year. Okay, that's where I'm getting confused. Yeah, uh, First Man was really good. (sighs) You know, without saying too much. Um, Well, dude, don't, don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. We could just say, I say go see it in the theaters. If you have an IMAX and you love space stuff and sci-fi, Go see it in an IMAX if you can afford it. Mike says don't see it in the theater at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess I just... Maybe it was just the mood I was in. I did, I did not. I was just expecting this really cool space movie. And I guess, you know, it's the trailer's fault. Yeah, well, that's true. Because the trailer made it seem like it was an action movie. 
and it has action elements at times, but for the most part, it is not an action movie. It is a hardcore sci-fi thinking person's movie for sure. Yeah. So I blame the trailer. It ruined my expectations of this. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and ask the question since you want to spoil it. We're only nine minutes in, but we're going to do it anyways, Mike. Mike, how does Ad Astra relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. Um, you know, this one wasn't too hard to uh, tie in. Um, Tommy Lee Jones, who was uh, played character H. Clifford McBride, uh, Brad Pitt's uh, father in this, was also in Captain America, the first Avenger, as Colonel Chester Phillips. See, look. This was an easy one. So you should be happy. You should really enjoy this film. Well, I was a little worried when I first saw it because there's not a lot of characters. This this movie's fairly sparse on the uh, characters, and that's okay. But uh, I was like, uh-oh, hopefully, hopefully there's a cinematographer or a composer, but I didn't even have to look that far. So that was good. Well, if you wanted to fudge it a little bit, you could have just said Brad Pitt was in Deadpool 2. Since Deadpool 2, I don't know if they're going to adopt it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Disney's definitely doing a Deadpool 3, and it will be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I believe. Well, I didn't want to fudge it if I didn't have to, Matt. I understand. I, bur- I burn those sometimes here and there, so I try not to try not to push my luck with my MCU tie-ins. All right, so Mike, do you know what other film that we reviewed that James Gray wrote and directed? Um, it's really familiar. Um, it was The Lost City of Z. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what what episode was that, Matt? Oh, hell. Great. Now I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> Great. Now I'm going to have to edit out just, my keyboard and all that other crap. No, no just just a second. I'll 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 look. Well, if I remember right, I wasn't a super huge fan of Lost City of Z, and you enjoyed it. That's true, I did. Or am I mistaken? No, no, I I think I liked it for the most part. Like, I didn't hate Lost City of Z, but I didn't think it was anything special. And clearly, we have flipped, because I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. But again, I preface this on the radio spot that I did on Monday, which is now a regular thing. It's going to be every Monday right around 8.45, 9 o'clock in the morning, 99.1. I have a link up on our website. You can click on it. It'll take you right to it. You can listen right there online. For those of you who are interested, I think I'm only going to do this once unless you know, I say something cool in the future, but I doubt it. I'm kind of a goober on the radio. I got the interview, and I am going to put it at the end of the podcast If any of you are interested and would like to stick around to the end and listen to me yammer on the radio about Ad Astra. Um, So uh, The Lost City of Z was uh, episode 94. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was a little bit ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, that's really cool about you adding on the radio interview, man. Yeah. I think that's cool. I'll just tack it on there. So if anybody's interested. 
And I do give my rating on the radio because the radio host asks. And she even went by reels. The first time I was on the radio she was for It Chapter 2. And she asked me clown faces. I said, no, no, no. In the real film nerds, we go by reels. So oh, she nice knows. clown faces. Nice. Yeah. So she knows. So, all right, Mike. Okay. Spoilers warning for sure here on out. Probably for the rest of the podcast. So if you don't want to add Astra, Astra, God, I had the same problem on the radio. I had a hard time saying add Astra after a while, after saying it like three or four times in a row. If you don't want Brad Pitt's latest movie spoiled, go ahead and click off and jump to the end or don't jump to the end or whatever. But we're spoiling it. Okay, Mike. So what were you expecting out of this film that you did not get? You know, I was just expecting more um, neat space travel-y things, um, and I, I don't know. I felt like disappointed. There was, um, there's a particular thing in the movie that I just thought wasn't very realistic. Oh yeah, I got a, I got a handful of those for sure. And 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 that was. Um, the stopping for a mayday. Now I don't have a problem with them stopping for a mayday because you know uh, we would do that. You know if you if there was some kind of mayday in normal travel kind of things, but the not like docking to the spaceship just was like what? Yeah, that was kind of odd that they did a spacewalk and just opened the door and went in. Yeah, that to me seemed very like you're in deep space like really well and then it's contradictory at the end when brad pitt is trying to dock to another ship at the end which we can talk and spoil more later because that was one of my disappointments was uh he's trying to dock there and it says it will not dock and then he has to get out and go in which would have made more sense on the mayday yeah uh and then he just discards his docking vehicle on that second one and i was like really come on i'll i guess i'll jump to it now this is a super spoiler this will ruin the whole freaking movie no don't do that part yet the okay all right because that's the biggest that's the biggest freaking problem i had was the um the ending Oh, oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, okay. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do that we'll later. We'll wait for that. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll wait for that. Okay. But um yeah, so I I don't know, man. I thought I was just going to see some cool and they they tease some uh those space pirates that you were talking about a little bit in the trailer and I was like, "Oh, interesting. Like a fight on the moon." I wish there was a little bit more description and I wish there was a little bit more to it. Because even though the scene is pretty cool, I, I will admit it was is pretty cool. Like so, like the physics of it and stuff. I think they got all that stuff right on. But why are there pirates on the moon? Yeah, well, that was one of my questions, and then I started making a story in my head. But it's probably wrong. But whatever. This is what I was thinking in my head. I mean, about the space pirate part. I liked how when they were like shooting each other and stuff, you know, you didn't hear anything. I liked how quiet this whole movie was. They were really trying to make you feel like you really were in space. I really thought that was great. But the story I was coming up with in my head is like, 
the moon has now been colonized and it's been colonized by more than one country. It's not America's moon. And so what, and I think they might've even mentioned it in the movie. Maybe, I don't know. I might be reaching, but they're basically fighting over resources on the moon and they're trying to mine for the resources. And whenever shit like that happens, historically, even on the U S you always have pirates that pop up profiteers that are trying to make a quick buck. And so with commercial flights going from the earth to the moon, it wouldn't be unheard of for bad people to get out there and be able to hijack shipments or hijack whatever. But it's interesting how they're, you know, people are trying to move away from earth and colonize these different places and get away from wars and all this other shit. And here they are warring on the moon. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. So, so yeah, that, that makes sense. I think there was like one sentence or maybe two sentences that said a little bit something to that effect in the movie. So I'll I'll give you the benefit of doubt on that. Well, I'm not sure Um, if they said it or if it was just me coming up with it or what, but that's what I was thinking about in my mind is that's what it is. They're warring over basically probably minerals like, you know, gold and silver and carbon and gas and whatever you know yeah yeah um another thing that i didn't really understand in this movie man and i mean i understand it but i felt like it was used i don't know there's the psyche val of the astronaut and that's cool right i understand that they would have psyche vals the part that was weird to me is like when they're in deeper space he gets like an instantaneous response saying like yay or nay and i'm like "Mm, is that like already predetermined or is there like is it ai like how see thinking again you know i didn't think that deep into it but that's a good point what i would assume it is and it's gonna sound bad especially in our current climate in this world but i think it's probably an ai a lot like something like alexa or google you know, now or Google plus or whatever the hell else these other voice assistants are. I think it's like a really advanced version of that. It's a advanced AI. Oh, okay. All right. Is that a good thing? Probably not. But I, I thought it was interesting how they kept having to monitor his, uh, uh, emotional state and his mental state and stuff like that. And that's what makes you fit to be an astronaut now. It, uh, weird, but I understand it's another kind of form of control is how I saw it, but that's me. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, you know, the, the, um, the subway on the moon. I mean, seriously, come on. Why would you have a subway on the moon? It is clearly a Popeye's chicken thing. (laughs) No, not that part. The, um, but you're right. There was a subway on the moon. Dude, it's, it was funny how, you know, we finally colonized the moon and they immediately turn into into like a strip mall you know yeah because that'll be cheap clothing (laughs) um the uh the space antenna thing that uh, brad pitt ends up falling off of oh shit that was like one of the very first like no that's bullshit that i called out in the movie and it was like the first scene so man these are the things that bothered me man like i i think i just couldn't overlook a lot of this stuff um oh the f- okay maybe this is the final one besides the ending 
They market this movie like Liv Tyler's in it. I think she's more in the trailer than she's in the actual movie. Dude, that was pretty freaking depressing. That was really, really depressing. She's And in the movie, she's literally just like recordings and flashbacks. Yeah, and not even much, man. Like, just a little bit. And then the big stars that are in it, they don't show at all in the trailers. Like Donald Sutherland. Uh, I think one trailer I saw him, but it was just for like one word. And then, uh, you know, uh, Brad Pitt's father, you just see like a picture of him. Uh, but, uh, yeah. man, but Matt, do we need to get to the elephant in the room that end? Which one? Cause there's two parts of the ending that upset me. I'll start out with the first one. Okay, you start out with the first one, and I'll find out if that's the one I'm thinking. Well, there's two, and I think I know which one you're thinking about, but this first one might catch off guard, but it leads to the other one. He finally gets to his father's ship. He's been alive in a spaceship for 27 years with zero gravity. He has no physical repercussions, only mental repercussions. That kind of bothered me. But then on top of the whole goddamn thing... Sitting out there in this spaceship for 30 years, he waits for his son to show up and then he goes, No, let me just let me go, let me die. What the hell was that? Like, why did you wait 30 years? You could have done it 22 years ago. It was so bad. That was, um, I I thought about that a little bit, but I think it's this next part that really, really bothered me. Yes, how Brad Pitt came up with the idea that when his when the nuclear bomb goes off that that will magically speed his spaceship up in the proper trajectory to make it all the way back to earth that was bullshit it was pretty though that's wonderful it was bullshit and there's no fire in space there's no fire in space i don't care if it's a nuclear weapon there's no fire there's no oxygen it was, um, that was where I was like, ah, so, so man, all these things put together are what bothered me. Yeah, I know, now, but see, you're thinking about it too much. It's still a movie. It was, it was pretty. And yes, maybe I was thinking, I, I might have approached this too realistic. Like I should have just maybe hit the I believe button and, that, and that's the problem I'm having. Well, it's okay. I've had that problem with movies too. And I did not have that problem with this one. Why, I don't know. Maybe it was because I was just anticipating it so much and it looked really cool and I really wanted to see it. I didn't really watch the trailers much. I think I saw them maybe a handful of times before watching other movies like It and, you know, other reviews we've done. So I didn't, you know, see this trailer a whole lot. So that probably helped me out where it sounds like you probably saw it at least two or three dozen times. Um. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, at least three times. Dozen or just three times? Well, the trailer at least three times. Yeah, well, because I was going to say, I saw it at least three times, but I know you go to a lot more movies than I do, so. But all right, Mike, well, other than all the unbelievable stuff, I mean, is there anything you liked other than Brad Pitt's acting? I liked the concepts that they showed about some of the space stuff, like going to the moon, kind of using that as a launch point to go to Mars, and then maybe using Mars as another like launch point to beyond Mars. I thought that stuff was cool. 
I don't know if some of the times were quite right, but, you, you know, it was the future, so I, I did hit the I believe on that. But it just, uh, the the yeah, I guess that's it. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely the times aren't right, because, I mean, what are they saying the rough estimates with our current technology, if we launched from Earth to Mars now, wouldn't it be like two or three years to get there? I think if we did it at the right time, the fastest we could get to Mars would be like 18 months. And that's only if like the rotations and everything, I think that only happens every, I don't know, year or year or three or something. It's like if we launch at the right time where our um, orbits get to the closest points, I think we could get there in 18 months, I think. Well, and I know a lot of that testing that the uh, related to Arizona, the astronaut twins were doing, is was related to the effects of being in space for an entire year without you know gravity and all those other things apparent. Oh yeah, 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 and it it affected everything, even like his genetics. It was crazy. Yeah, and that was tied back to Arizona and um, the brother who. Uh, retired earlier from nasa um he's i believe running for senate uh yeah 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 yeah. i think he is running for senate now yeah Yeah, it's either Uh, senate or house one of the two out of tucson which is great i think we need more people like that more astronauts and people that are deep thinkers for sure but anyways that's a little arizona tie there I guess I just glossed over it. I, I, you know, a lot of this stuff. I turned on the uh, I believe meter, as you like to call it, or whatever. Because I mean, I, you know, what did they say? It took eighty days for him to get from the moon to Mars. Mars, I think. It was something like uh, that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I think it was like seventy-nine days or eighty days. Yeah, yeah, and I still, I think it would have been longer than that. And so I was just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna. Maybe they have some crazy engine that they came out with that you know slowly keeps accelerating you know kind of like in the martian what is that um uh ion engines that they were talking about but that's actual tech there was also like if you're going to do that long-term travel it didn't seem like they went into like sleep or or had like gravity like these are the things i think we would have to have if we were going to do this long-term space like right and that's what they had in the martian yeah, I think it'd just be way too detrimental to our uh, our bodies, you know, let alone our minds, you know. So, okay, Mike, well, I know you didn't like this movie at all, so let's see. I'm going to guess. I think you're probably going to give it one and a half reels. Man, I hate you. Yeah, one and a half reels. Damn, I nailed that hard. <laughs> oh, well, Mike, I went the complete opposite way. I enjoyed this film. I gave it four out of five reels. Oh, man. I was going to guess four. I should have said it before you said it. If See, if you would have listened to the radio on Monday, you would have known I gave it four out of five reels. Yeah, I like the surprise. All right, Mike. So what are we going to talk about next week on episode number 135? Well, uh, I think we're going to do um, a uh, legacy and uh, it's going to be on one of my personal favorite movies, 
It's a uh, movie that's uh, called The Rock. The Rock, like as in The Rock, the actor? No, no. Un- unfortunately, he's not in this one. Uh, it's got Nick Cage and and um, oh, I'm blanking on his name now. James Bond, uh, Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery in a awesome Michael Bay movie. I know that doesn't usually go together, but for a while there, he did have a couple great movies, and he did get famous off of something. Hey, hey, don't hate on Michael Bay. He has had quite a few really good movies in the past. Granted, nowadays, they are not the best, especially Transformers. We're looking at you, but... His action has always been really solid. Even in Transformers, even though it looks like a bunch of metal just baiting the shit out of each other, his action is still pretty gosh darn good. Yeah, I mean, we love the slow-mo, beautiful women running, um, but in uh, his spinning cameras, classic Michael Bay, but, but uh, some of those Transformer movies put me off. But he did do... Um, the Baywatch like the, effect, all right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, didn't he do like uh, was it twenty nine hours or whatever the Benghazi movie? Thirty? I thought it was thirty hours. I uh, oh, I don't maybe know it's 30 if he hours. directed it though. And then he did like, um, no pain, no gain, which was a weird movie. I'm not familiar with that at all. So he also did, uh, Pearl Harbor, and although the movie the the plot line was terrible. The action of the the Pearl Harbor bombing is really, really good. Oh, and you can't forget the first fun space movie, uh, Armageddon. Speaking of space, man, that that (laughs) was awesome. I I loved it. Yeah, Liv Tyler, because she does space movies. Um, Okay, so which one were you asking about that he did? 30, uh, 30 hours, 29 hours? 13 hours. 13 My hours. Bad. We're both way off. Yeah, he was only a producer. Oh, he didn't direct that? Oh, no. no it he did. directed now, 13. Why the hell does that producer listed above director? Yes. No, it was directed by Michael Bay, and that was a good movie. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. And then speaking of The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, he did the movie Pain and Gain, which is a weird one, with uh, Marky Mark or Mark Wahlberg. Seriously, why the hell did it does it have producer I guess producers, I mean what's bigger in the movie world, Mike director or producer? I always thought it was director. Director, man. Well, then why do they list producer above anything else? I mean, I know producers the ones that either provide the money or acquire the money, but still the the majority of the film is done by the director. Yeah, man, I don't know, man. Weird. Oh, the island. Well, that was an interesting, fun one. Yeah, isn't Scarlett Johansson? In yeah, that? she was real young in that one too. That's ScarJo and uh, Ewan McGregor. And uh, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Demon Hansu. It wasn't very good. You didn't like it? I thought it was fun. I'm not gonna say it was a great mm. movie, but uh, it was entertaining. I might need to watch it again, but I don't remember it being that good. The hater, man, you're just on a hate. You're just on a hate, hate, hate today, Mike. You're just hating. 
So, anyways. But I want to talk about the movie that, uh, you know, is really cool and that everyone should see. It's called The Rock. At Astra? And, and uh, no, not at Astra. <laughs> and uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, well, we're going to talk about it next week. And uh, I think that's all I have. Matt, do you have anything else? Welcome to The Rock. <laughs> yes. That's all I have. I don't say it as good as Sean Connery, though. I'm sorry. All right. Well, with that, uh, we will let our listeners go. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, catch us on our next pod. And here comes the radio interview right now. In studio with me now on Magic 99.1, self-proclaimed film critic, Matt Hinshaw. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing well. And a lot of people know you from a lot of different areas around town, mostly from the paper because you used to be the sports photographer. Yeah, I did lots and lots of photography for the career for over 10 years. Wow. Well, see, that's where we that's where we recognize your name from. But now you've got this awesome podcast going on and you guys are reviewing films. Yeah. Every uh, week. Every Wednesday, sometimes we do Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we can squeeze two in, but typically one, and it comes out on Wednesday, and it's about a half hour long, and we review everything from new movies to what we like to call tributaries, streaming movies only, so like stuff that only comes out on Netflix or only comes out on Amazon, and then we also do what we call legacy casts, which are movies that are not currently in the theaters. So last week we did uh, Demolition Man, and that's from 1993. Right. Absolutely. I remember that. And how many reels did you give that movie? I gave Demolition Man <laughs> four out of five because I it's corny and cheesy, yeah. but I grew up with that movie, yeah. and I just love it. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, well, this morning we're going to review Ad Astra, yeah, that yep. new movie that came out with Brad Pitt. It came to, out last weekend, but it didn't take the box office. Two. Yeah. Downtown Abbey did, right? Yes. Yes. It came in number two. Yep. And then Rambo came in number three, which I don't know how they have another Rambo film. Well, I think it's because people, you know, love that franchise. But will you see it? I'm just curious. I want to see it, but I didn't get the time. Okay. Okay. But you did see Ad Astra. And tell me, what'd you think? Because this this, uh, came in without a whole lot of talk. I mean, not a whole lot of hype about this movie. And um, I hear it's pretty good. I'm hoping you're going to tell me the same. Well, I'm going to preface this first. I am a huge sci-fi fan. It's probably my favorite genre of film. Okay. I really enjoyed Ad Astra. I thought it was fantastic. The cinematography is amazing. Um, Brad Pitt's just coming off Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He did an incredible job in there. And Ad Astra, he does an amazing job. It's very nuanced. It's very subtle. The cinematography is amazing. It'll catch you off guard multiple, multiple times when you're watching it. Okay. If you enjoy sci-fi, um, how I'm relating it is if you ever saw The Martian, a lot of people really liked The Martian, a lot of people didn't. If you enjoyed The Martian, you're going to love Ad Astra because it's kind of in that same vein. It's a little slow, mm-hmm. but there are peaks of action here and there, and the acting is incredible. Brad Pitt, Donald Sutherland... Tommy Lee Jones, it just... What a cast. I loved it, yeah. Okay. I thought it was great. Now, tell me, it's not the same astronaut movie that we've seen already where the astronaut goes off and he gets stuck in space and he can't get back. Tell me, it's not that story. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like that, but okay. it's not. Okay. It's, they call it the near future. Um, I'm going to try and not spoil too much okay, of it, but good. I will say that 
they have colonized the moon and they have colonized Mars. Oh. And those are jumping off points on where Brad Pitt is going on his journey. Okay, very exciting. How many reels did you give it? Uh, like I said, I loved it. I give it a good solid four out of five reels. Four out of five reels. Very good. All right. Remind people where they can catch your podcast because um, they're going to want to check it out. Yeah, we are on everywhere. You can find them. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, you can also go directly to our site, realfilmnerds.com. All the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Okay. Hit us up. If you got a movie you want us to watch and review, Send it in. Ask us. Very good. And you're going to be reviewing movies here Monday mornings from now on. Yep. Every Monday. Excellent. Welcome to the team, Matt. I'm excited. It's going to be a blast. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.